Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast, a place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share with you. Whether you're listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or needing a boost of encouragement after a full day, I want for you to feel seen by God, to be encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. This is episode 104 with my friend Amy Hale. Amy is a Bible study leader, conference speaker, Instagram influencer who lives in the Memphis area. She's a wife and mom and grandmother, and she's passionate about helping women know friendship with God through meditation and obedience to His Holy Word. What I love about Amy is her love for God, her love for His Word, and the practical applications that she teaches us in order to study His Word. In our conversation, Amy and I talk about a whole lot, and the cool thing about it is that there was something surprising that came out in the interview that neither of us were prepared for. That's the way God works sometimes, and that's how our conversation flowed, and so I really am excited about this episode to share with you today. So let's get to it. This is my conversation with my friend, Amy Hale. podcast, Amy. Oh, thank you so much, Ren. I am thrilled to be here. Well, I'm excited. I found you on Instagram a few years ago, and I'm not even really sure why. I think a lot of people were saying, do you follow Amy Hale? And I was like, oh my goodness. So (laughs) I started following you and just received so much encouragement. And we actually got to meet in Mm -hmm. person uh, for the first time about a month ago. So I am super excited that you're on the podcast today. Oh, I am too. And I had no idea you'd been following for a few years. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So I want you, if uh, my listeners don't know Amy Hale, would you introduce yourself? Tell them a little bit about your family and about what you do daily. I sure will. Um, So yeah, I'm Amy Hale and I live in Rossville, Tennessee with my husband, Stephen, and our son, Mac. He is 15. And I also have two adult children. I have a 29-year-old son. I can't believe that. And I have a 22-year-old daughter. I'm also a grandmother. I have three of the cutest little uh, grandsons you have ever seen. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I am super passionate about God's Word. And a few years ago, I started, well, more than a few years ago, I started an Instagram account to just kind of share what I read and what I feel like God teaches me. And God has just honestly just blown up the following. It's crazy. So um, I spend some of my time working on that. And I'm a Bible study leader at my church and a prayer group leader at my son's school. And um, yeah, and more recently or most recently, I'm getting into speaking. I'm getting some speaking invitations and uh, starting to get a little bit more comfortable with that role. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, but at the same time, it's kind of scary too. So that's that's me. <laughs> okay. And I just read on your Instagram last night that you are going to start writing a book. Is that right? Uh, I better, or my husband's <laughs> gonna. My husband's gonna leave me. <laughs> no, seriously, he is. I tell you what, he is my biggest cheerleader as far as just someone who constantly, constantly 
tells me, Amy, you can do this. You can so do this. Why are you not doing it? You know, holding me accountable and just encouraging me. And boy, if I tell him there's this writer's conference here, I feel like I should go to, he's like, let's sign you up. I mean, it's, Uh I am so grateful to have that kind of support, you know? That's awesome. Uh, So yeah, yeah. Like, um, 2016, I think it was, was the first time I felt a serious nudge from God about writing a book. And I just, I think a lot of writers do this, you know, are guilty of this. I just, life gets in the way and I'm like, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it. And it's getting later and later and later. Mm. And I'm feeling like I have got to discipline myself, you know, and just set aside some time every day to go for this just hour, you know, this is what Mm. I'm going to focus on. So, yeah, yeah. that's great. Well, I will look forward to that. I think the first time that I commented on your Instagram was when I saw your handwriting. (laughs) And I was like, I'm in love with your handwriting. Is that like weird? (laughs) Because, well, your handwriting is amazing. That's so funny. What (laughs) cracks me, what cracks me up. And I I think I've done the same thing is when I will post something and I like will hand write out something like Uh serious, like, like serious about God's word. (laughs) And somebody will comment. I love your handwriting. I'm like, okay, well, great. Well, what did you think about what I said? (laughs) (laughs) And that probably was me. I'm like, no, no. But hey, I love your handwriting. It is so good. I'm, you know, once a teacher, always a teacher. I'm like, I love the handwriting. So (laughs) anyway, it's so funny. Take me back to when you started your social media account a few years back. And what was your goal with it? And tell me, how has that kind of come from starting it? And then you took a social media break uh, a few years ago for a year. Yeah. And most recently you did it over on July and August. So take me back and tell me what encouraged you to start it, start it. And then also what led you to take that social media break? Yeah. Um, the first time, and I can't, my memory is horrible, oh, minus but, um, it was several years ago. It was when I took like a year off and it wasn't my idea. Like, uh, I feel like God just like was, I was trying to bargain with God. Let me back up a little bit and try to say this as quickly as I can, because it's a long story. But um, I was leading Bible study at my church. I, I had a blog, a different blog than I have now, and a Facebook account. And the more I started leading Bible study at my church, working with women, the more like compliments I got to be very honest, like people would pull me aside and say, Oh, I love being in your class. You're so this, you're so that. And I wasn't used to hearing that kind of stuff. And honestly, it made my head big. And so very gradually I started when I would facilitate a Bible study group, I started to just point more to Amy Hale than I was to God. Mm I probably am more, much more aware of it than probably the people in my class. It was, I think it was very subtle, but after a while, God was like, okay, Amy, (laughs) like, uh, no, I want you to actually step down from Bible study leadership. I I just kind of want your attention. I want you to sit at my feet, kind of letting me know he wanted me on the sidelines for a little bit. And he wanted, he wanted to, I felt with all my heart, like he wanted to say some things to me. I didn't want to let any of that stuff go. I had wanted for a long time to be asked to um, 
lead women at church in, in different studies. And I was loving it. I was like, oh, this is what I was made to do. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to bargain with them. And, and you know, my blog, it was the same way. Like I would talk about me. Everything was about me. And I liked doing that. I liked blogging. And so I just kept, God, what if, I do, what if I'm only on Facebook for 30 minutes a day? And what if when I'm in Bible study and I kept clearly he would tell me in so many ways, something I would read in the Bible. I mean, just through various people I would talk to, you're supposed to dump this, dump this, dump this and sit at my feet. Finally, it got to a point where, uh, when I would not be obedient, my husband came home from work one day. I should say that I have been a stay at home mom ever since I was pregnant with my youngest son. So it's been like 16 ish years now. And one day my husband came home from work and said, you know what? I need you to um, stop leading Bible study at church because I'm ready for you to go back to work and I need you to find a job. And so you're going to need to step down. That was probably as crazy as it sounds because I'd been a Christian since I was a child. That was probably the first moment, real moment. I was like, whoa, like God is pretty powerful and he's going to get his way, Mm. whether I (laughs) am obedient Mm -hmm. or not, like he's going to get his way. Yeah. He absolutely arranged the circumstances in my life where I had no choice but to do what he was saying. And so I spent about a year. This is how it started at first. I heard of um, She Reads Truth, which you're probably familiar with, that ministry. Um, I uh, So I was curious, and I looked them up on their website. And when I saw what it was, I was like, hmm. And so I joined in. I started. And for anybody who doesn't know, it, she, I, I'm acting like everybody just should know. But um, it's this community of women who walk through uh, Bible studies together online and then share. You know, if you want to share what you're learning with the hashtag She Reads Truth, you can do that. And so I was like, wow, like the thing that God was showing me in our time, in my time uh, at his feet was that I definitely, he wanted me in ministry. Definitely. I was to be work to um, encouraging women, pointing women to him, but I was not doing such a great job of pointing to him. It was turning into pointing to me. He showed me, I did not have a great knowledge of his word. I had very little knowledge. And so when I say that at my church, I led Bible studies, they were books about the Bible. It wasn't actually like open up to Hebrews. We're going to dig in, you know, it was more like we're going to cover Lisa Turkhurst book. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong, but just to clarify uh, why I did not have this extensive uh, biblical knowledge. So he opened my eyes to that, that Mm. he confirmed for me that he wanted me in ministry, that I was starting to walk down this path that he had for me, but he needed me to sit at his feet and get deeper into his word and understand more about about why I needed to. And so I fell in love with God's word in that time. Like at first I was kicking and screaming and resentful that I was having to give some things up. But when like most of my life, even though I was a Christian, I just wasn't in the Bible. I would take it to church and maybe open it to the passage when the preacher spoke, but I didn't read it on my own hardly I mean, probably never. Yeah. I thought it's, it's, it can't be relevant. It was written a long time ago. I don't know how it could be relevant. I really thought these things. I thought it can't be practical. Uh, it seems like a good book, but I don't know how necessary it really is and those kinds of things. So in that time at his feet, oh my gosh, I mean, he just drew, it's hard to explain, but mm. I just started, 
I was just drawn to his word and started reading and, and with She Reads Truth and, and yeah. the plans that they were walking through. And I'm going, oh my goodness, like I'm in the Old Testament going, I thought that these stories were just Stories, stories that we're supposed to tell kids in Sunday school. That's that's yeah. what they're there for. It's some yeah. material for Sunday school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to keep the kids busy. No, you know, mm-hmm. like I, it was mm-hmm. it was crazy what I yeah. thought. And the more I got into it, I was like, oh my goodness! Like these stories are showing me how God works, like who He can use, mm-hmm. like what He's capable of, what what I'm capable of, if I'm surrendered to it, it just came alive to me. Like I cannot tell you. And it lit such a fire in me. I, you know, I started taking notes. I started journaling about what I was reading. And that's when, I mean, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I, I thought I want to share, you know, what I'm learning because I'm so excited about it. That's what we do when we learn something new and it's, we're passionate about it. So I got on Instagram and started yeah. an account and it was literally just this is what I'm reading. This is what I feel like God's teaching me. And I got all these women started following and messaging me going, I want to do that. Like, I want to know how to do that. I want to know how to read God's word. I want to know how to understand it the way you seem to understand it. I want to take notes the way that you take notes. I want to know God the way you seem to know God. Mm. And so I just saw how, wow, like there are I was not the, apparently I was not the only person who um, did not have this great knowledge of God's work. And I mean, that's what God was really showing me. There were so Mm -hmm. many women out there hungry to know more. So I just started posting, I mean, on a pretty regular basis, probably even several times a day. This is what I'm reading. This is what I'm learning. And then the more questions I would get, the more I would post these are some, these are some ways I study like, th- yeah. and, and, and when I have my quiet time, these are some things I pray. These are some things I do in my quiet time. These are some things I do to draw near to God, to, to cultivate intimacy with him. And so, yeah, like it just continues to grow. My, the, the account continues to grow. And it's just like, that is so God because I've not written a book. I really hardly ever blog. But um, it's just, again, it's this hunger that I see that people have to just, they want to know God more and they want to know how, how do you do that, you know? Well, let me ask you, I want to back up. I think that is amazing. I think, I think that we all can see a time in our life where we didn't really pick up the Bible and study deeply. You know, I think everybody can go through that. And um, especially if we were saved at a young age, like we were. So I, I I can totally relate to that. I and mean, when your husband came to you and said, okay, you need to stop Bible study and then you need to go back to work. Did you go back to work at that time as well? No, I looked, excuse me. And that's been the story of our lives for over <laughs> many years. Is, um, I No, I didn't. I looked, I never found anything. I applied for a lot of things and maybe just interviewed for a couple of things, but it never, nothing ever really worked out. Okay. So it's like God just moved you getting him, your husband to say, you need to stop teaching. And that caused you to get in God's word. It was totally a God thing for sure. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. That's neat. So then it was like November of 2017 was when the next time I felt him go, Hey, come back. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to tell God, this is what I need to do to grow this platform and reach these. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like obsessed with numbers. I'm like, okay, yeah. all these people are following. Let's keep the momentum going. Well, let's get more, you know, and I started getting a little bit too numbers focused. And he, that's when he said, okay, 
uh, you need to get some messages written and tucked away in your pocket because now I'm calling you out to speak. And I was mm. like, what? So that was kind of the season. That's the season that I'm kind of in now. And okay. Okay. I just love that you heeded the call of God. I love that you listened and you were you were in tune with the Lord where you knew he said you need to take a break. Tell me a little bit before we jump to the next question about you're taking a break in July and August of this past year. That's the most recent. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it, it's so funny because like I said, that first time, you know, I had been so full of myself and he saw it and was calling me out. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, I want you to be full of my word and my spirit, not so much of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was, like I said, I was kicking and screaming. I was resentful that he was making me give up stuff. So that time ended up being so fruitful um, this last time in July, when he, I felt him calling me, or it was actually a little for, before July, when I felt him nudging me to get offline again, I mean, I was a lot quicker to obey because mm-hmm. I had learned that, oh, well, if he's caught, like, I know, but I know that there's going to be, he's wanting to tell me something. He's wanting to teach me something and there's going to be fruit. If I'll be obedient, there's going to mm-hmm. be fruit. Mm-hmm. And so I was much quicker to obey this this time. And I mean, he was really showing me this. Is, this is the thing he did. He increased my affection for him and he totally loosened my grip on my Instagram account. Because, I mean, obviously, I'm sincere in the things that I post and share, and my heart is to help women get in God's Word and to, and to um, experience, you know, what intimacy with the Lord is like. But, you know, every now and then, I mean, you can get a little off track, distracted, focused on numbers. Um, you, I know there's been times where I felt like this... Um, like, I, I've got to produce something. I've got to produce it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I, I haven't posted anything in a couple of days. I need to just, I need to come up with something and post it. And I, I recognized that I was, that was like driving me more than anything else. And um, I'll tell you what, Ren, like, I'm about to get super serious. Um, my son, actually, my 15-year-old son went through an extremely hard time last year and had suicidal thoughts. I haven't talked about this a lot publicly, but he goes to a very small school and a lot of his friends left. And when school started last school year, not this school year, he was incredibly lonely. Mm -hmm. And a friend of his, thank you, God, came to us and said, um, you need to know that your son is having, is saying that he's thinking these thoughts. And so we talked to, I mean, we're, we're in a much better place now, but the reason I bring this up is because he told me recently like the exact date that he was at his lowest and those thoughts were the darkest. Mm -hmm. And I write everything down. I journal and I went back and opened up my um, planner and looked to see, oh gosh, you know, I want to know what, where my, where was my head on that Mm -hmm. day? Like what was going on? I want to know because it was a shock to me because he is fun. He is just easygoing and hilarious. And I mean, my best buddy and all it blew me away. So I'm like, what was going on? I didn't see anything. Like I wasn't praying. For, I wasn't like, oh, Max seems a little off today. I need to pray yeah. for him. But wow. here's what, uh, I'm going to try not to cry. Mm-hmm. Here's what I did notice. I noticed that I had made a note about how many followers I had. Mm-hmm. And that made me sick. And my son came to me later 
and and we talked about this some more about that date and things he was feeling. And he said, um, so how does, how does it make you feel, you know, to hear, I should say too, like he shared his testimony with his youth group at church and they did like a little bitty video of it. And he sent me the video. So after I watched it, he said, so what did you think? And I said, I'll be honest, Mac, I felt horrible. And he's like, what? He's like, I'm okay. And I'm like, I know, no, I know you're okay. But I went back and looked at my journal to see what was going on in my head as a mom. Yeah. I was not praying for you. You were not on my radar, but Instagram was. Mm. And I got very upset and I was trying not to do that in front of him. He said, mom, mommy, he said, I was hiding it. He said, you didn't, you didn't, it's not that you were absent. You know, you weren't Mm -hmm. like not being present. He said, I did so much to hide it. Mm. Nobody knew, nobody. So he was so sweet. That was the sweetest thing for him to um, just comfort me in that way. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think I was doing anything wrong. It was just kind of a little red flag for me that it, when my son was going through that, that that was what was on my mind. And it just really made me think, you know, I put so much more intention and just planning into what am I going to post on social media? What is going to be the best caption? How can I photograph this journal page? Mm-hmm. And I realized I was kind of going through a season where I was more focused on that than does my husband have, you know, pressed a pressed dress shirt to wear when he goes to court next week? Mm. Does does Mac have healthy snacks in the refrigerator for this? And I'm like, mm, no, this is not. This yeah. is not. And so I spent a lot of time in July and August just in confession about those kinds of things. And God's so you talk about character qualities about God. So tender. He's so full of grace, so merciful. I love how he can open your eyes to things, to areas where you're not quite walking with him like you should be, mm-hmm. walking in step with the Spirit, but just does it in such a way, not to shame you, you know, but yeah. to just just draw you back to him. And yeah. that's what I love about him is his faithfulness. So yeah, um, my husband, um, that's one thing I haven't mentioned yet. My husband has been very ill and needed me a lot more lately. And so it was a good time to just kind of distance myself from Mm. social media in general. And I'll admit, like, I'm going to say the first week, it was tough. And I caught myself hopping on going, hmm, let me look at my notifications. Anybody thinking about me? Anybody (laughs) tagging me anything? Anybody sharing anything of mine? And, but the more I stayed off of it, the more I was engaged with my husband and my entire family and getting involved in church and just being more present. And it was like, this is good. Like this feels so good. And I could just feel like almost literally feel my heart being becoming more and more disconnected from sharing on social media and posting and not that it's bad. And I did share on my account yesterday that I'm going to post less. I'm just in a season where my family needs me more. And it's just important to me to be present, to be available to them. My daughter's 22. She just started teaching um, this school year, her her first teaching job. She'll She'll text me at midnight with Mm. something that's on her heart, something she wants to talk about. Maybe the house is quiet and I want to open up my Bible and study something. But God is showing me like, you know what? I've spent six or seven years now 
with my face in his word, like no telling how many hours in the day I have spent studying. And it's like, you know what? This is the time now. We're going to start walking out all those things that you've highlighted, all those things Mm -hmm. that you've outlined. Like, let's put them into practice now and let's see how faithful God is to his word. And so, yeah, like. (laughs) That's great. Hey, y'all, we're going to get right back to our conversation. But before we do, I want to say thank you to our sponsor for today's episode, The Faster Way to Fat Loss. The Faster Way to Fat Loss is an eight-week program that teaches you how to live a healthy lifestyle, to eat enough of the right foods so your body will be properly fueled so you can effectively do all the things that God has called you to do. So many women are under-eating and oftentimes over-exercising because that's what they've been taught. This often leaves them exhausted and frustrated with their results. It doesn't have to be that hard. During the eight-week program, Rachel coaches you on how to work smarter, not harder, as you focus on learning to fuel your body with whole food nutrition and how to combine effective strategies like carb cycling and intermittent fasting to feel your best and see amazing results. If you would like to get in on this next round, it starts October 14th. For more information, check out Rachel G. Kendall with two L's on Instagram or Rachel Kendall on Facebook. And the link to sign up will be in my show notes at renrobins.com slash podcast slash 104. Okay, back to the show. And let me, let me say this too, Ren, if you don't mind, I'm yeah. just to backtrack a second because I left this out. My husband is ill. I found out earlier this year, I have diabetes and mm-hmm. I started having a lot of health problems actually this year. It was really funny because last year I had, I had, I felt extreme loneliness and discouragement. And at the start of this year, I came out of that. God brought me out of that. But then it was like right after that is when my health started to decline. And I see how honestly, like God, I love how God can use all these things to just woo us. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's honestly what happened. Like when I found out I had the diabetes and I'm watching my husband um, struggle, he has stage four cirrhosis of the liver. He has this Mm -hmm. thing called ankylosing spondylitis where it's his, he's very stiff. It's hard for him to do simple things like turn his head, like Mm -hmm. simple things like that are a struggle for him. And all of a sudden, I just had this thought. I'm like, okay, I got to be my best. Like, mm. God, I know for a fact God has called me to do these, these particular things. I know that first and foremost, I'm a wife to my husband. I'm to be a wife to him. I got to get in better shape. I got to take care of this mm-hmm. one single body that God has given me. And how dare I neglect his home, where he makes his home, you know? And so I just got out and started moving my body. I started putting better things in it and started feeling so good. And so, and I feel better right now physically than I have in years. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it it was necessary. God showed me, he's, you know, I shared about this one day recently on, on Instagram about how uh, God is showing was showing me about having a divided heart, a divided mind, and I, I realized I was like rejoicing on one hand that God's Spirit actually lives in me and empowers me and helps me, and then on the other hand, I'm 
taking horrible care of this mm. body that he lives in. That's that's mm. foolish. That's 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 divided thinking. That's right. That's funny because um, recently I've had a couple things. It's like I turned forty and everything just falls apart. But um, I had a few things, and it was just a. It was God getting my attention as well. And yeah, saying, I remember. You yeah, know, yeah. you need to take yeah. care of yourself. Like you need to do this. You need to go to the doctor appointment. You need to drink more water. You need to eat healthy things. It's so gracious of the Lord to do that and just to nudge us to that. But it, it, sometimes it takes something like that to mm-hmm. get our attention. I know it's, it it's funny. It's funny how your motivation changes the older that you get, the more mature that you, yeah. that you get as you walk with the Lord and everything. I can remember, yeah. you know, in my thirties being like, Oh, I want to, I want to lose weight and look good to turn some heads. You know, I want to turn heads. And now it's like, uh, no, I just want to climb the stairs without nothing and puffing. How about that? Right. How about that? Right. That's good. Okay. Well, I'm going to jump to what do you do to balance your social media life with real life right now? You've taken some time off of social media to focus on, you know, your family. How do you do that now when you are back on? What do you do to balance that? I think, yes, it's definitely recognizing that the people who need me the most are the people that God entrusted to me, my husband and my kids. You know, I think it's Michelle Myers. I don't know if you follow her or not, but, Mm -hmm. you know, she would say all the time that, you know, we need to um, tend to those things first that nobody else can be my husband's wife. That's just me. That's on me. Mm -hmm. Nobody else can be mom to my kids. That's on me. So those are the things that we should give our attention to, our dedication, commitment to first and foremost, those things that nobody else can do. So yeah, I think it's just a major shifting of my heart's priorities and motivation. I don't think I realized until I took time off, and especially in that first week when I kept going back and look, anybody thinking about me, anybody mm-hmm. sharing my stuff, mm-hmm. anybody, anybody missing me, that's when I realized I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea how big of a deal it was that mm-hmm. I was like, honestly, finding some of my identity in my reputation as, you know, an Instagram influencer or teacher or whatever you want to call it. And I'm so grateful that he has released that grip and shown me that what I have in front of me is way better. And honestly, I think he is much, I know that he is much more pleased when I am kind to my husband, when he comes home from work and he's dead tired, he doesn't feel good. Maybe he, maybe he's snarky. Maybe he says something to me that's not the nicest because he's hurting. He doesn't feel good. He's tired. And I love him anyway, and I'm kind to him. And I, you know what, reflect (laughs) who God Mm -hmm. is to him Mm -hmm. and just show him grace. Oh, my goodness. Can I tell you how much more I believe God is pleased with that Mm -hmm. than a post that gets shared a hundred times or some a post that might have a thousand likes? Please. You Mm -hmm. know, there's no Mm -hmm. comparison. There's no comparison. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your gratitude journal that you do share on Instagram. And how did you start that? And I think you're up to over 3,000 things that you are grateful for. It's a running, it's a running yeah. record of all the things that you are grateful for. And I love it. And I think that a lot of people have, um, a lot of people really relate to it in that, that they want to do the same thing that you do. So yeah. tell us a little bit about it. 
it's so funny. It still surprises me when, when I post it and someone will comment and say, oh my gosh, I love this. I want to do this. I'm like, do you not know about this? Yeah. <laughs> but um, it actually started, I think, many years ago when I would have my quiet time. I'm talking 10, 12 years ago before I got into God's Word and I had like a stack of devotional books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I would do. For, I would just read several different little short devotions. And I don't know what got me started, but I would write on a piece of paper um, a prayer. And you know what, God, thank you for this. Thank you for this. Thank you for this. And just a few things. And I wasn't numbering anything. I was just trying to intentionally be grateful. Yeah. And then I I know that it was Ann Voskamp's book, A Thousand, One Thousand Gifts. Uh-huh. That is what got me started. And, you know, of course, all about the hashtags and her one thousand, hashtag 1,000 gifts. Mm-hmm. And so I just started keeping a journal and numbering yeah. them. And that was, I don't know if you've read that book, and it's been so long since I've read yeah, it. I don't remember exactly, but I think she was going through a really dark time. She witnessed a younger sibling, be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, run over by a vehicle, I believe it was. And she has gone through a lot of depression because of that. And I think some friends challenged her to open her eyes to, around to, you know, the good things around her. What, she, what could she be grateful for? And I think they even gave her some number. And I don't know that it was a thousand, but, you know, some number. And so, yeah, that's where that book came from. And I just was, I thought, I, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to see. I was, just, it was like a game almost. Like, I just want to mm-hmm. see how many things I can come up with. Yeah. But here's what happened when I started doing it. I noticed that it really changed my, I mean, just almost that quick, like changed my perspective, changed my heart. Um I had a lady message me one time when she saw me post my page and she was like, when I see these posts, I'm a little bit jealous because I wish I had, you know, maybe I would say something like my husband held my hand in the car or, you know, just something Mm. like that. And she was like, I I get jealous when I see your post. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I said, well, let me tell you something. Let me get, let me give you some behind the scenes info. Nine times out of 10, and this is true to this day, nine times out of 10, when you see me share my journal page, I promise you, it's not me sitting down going, oh, I've got so much to be grateful for. Where should should I start? I'm going to write all these Mm. things down. It Mm -hmm. is the enemy is kicking me. You know, I'm already down and he's kicking me going, look at that thing over there. You have been praying about that thing and it's still not right. You are Mm. still struggling with that. And that, you know, and just making me feel horrible about and you know I can be like oh my gosh like all these things in my life are not going well and it just takes a moment to go you know what my husband texted me today when he knew that I was about to speak at this church and said I'm praying for you which by the way that is like the best thing ever Mm. and I wrote that down and that leads to something else and leads to something else and before I know it I'm like you know what I have way more to be grateful for than I do to be upset about. And so I started looking at it like this is a weapon. This Mm -hmm. isn't just something cute to, you know, use my good handwriting to share. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's actually a weapon. And that's what I told this this woman. I said, when Mm -hmm. you see me post, most of the time I'm being attacked. And that's the weapon that I use to fight Mm -hmm. back. I'm like, you know what? Maybe that thing is still wrong. Maybe that relationship does still need to be repaired. But look at all this other stuff God's doing. And that's what I'm holding on to today because I know 
And I know that if he's doing these things today, he's going to do a whole bunch more tomorrow because he never changes. So yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love the backstory behind that as well. Okay, we are almost out of time, and I'm so sad, I but I hate it. I, um, I want to do my little quick answer, and then at the end, I'm going to ask you to give us a couple of Bible study tips. Yeah. Um, but it's my Eat, Read, Love segment, so I want to know what you're eating, <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading, and what are you loving? Okay. Um, my favorite thing to eat right now or drink, I guess I should say, because I've sort of been on a health, I hate to say health kick because it's not a kick. Hopefully this is like, I'm doing this for the rest of my life, but I am trying to be more intentional about what I'm putting in my body. And, um, I'm trying to make like lunch, my bigger, my biggest meal of the day. And Mm -hmm. so I used to eat big breakfast, but I don't, I I thought, "Eh, I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to get some fruits and veggies and I'm fixing smoothies and I don't, we juiced for a while and I hate the mess. Like I hate cleaning it up and I just don't like that. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to spend a little bit more money than I probably should just for the convenience factor. And so there's these little things that you get like in the juice section, in the frozen food section. Um, I get mine at Target. They're called Thrive is the brand or Ready to Thrive is what it's called. And there's a few different varieties like Boost, um, Rejuvenate, Energy, something like that. And it's a cup with a lid on it. It's got frozen cut up vegetables and fruit and you just pour your almond milk on top of it and dump it in the blender, mix it up and pour it back in that cup and drink it. I love it. I love it so much. I saw it the other day and I was like, I need to know. I I messaged you. I was like, where'd you get those? So I I love that idea. I love that idea. Great. Okay. What are you reading? Um, you know what I am, I used to be able to read several books at a time, like no big thing. And now it's hard for me to read one book because I am trying to spend more time in the Bible and I'm leading Bible study, co-leading Bible study at my church. And so I don't have a lot of time for book reading or I'm just not making time for it. I will tell you this though. I have in front of me a stack of, it's like three books that I, or four books I want to get to that I want to make time for. Um, my, um, at the top of the list is risen motherhood. And then I have, have you seen that? I've heard it was good. Yeah. Um, and Suffering is Never for Nothing by Elizabeth Elliott. And then Sharon James um, wrote this book that is very near and dear to my heart right now. It's at, actually at the top of my list, Praying for Your Husband from Head to Toe. Mm. And so that is going to be what I dive into first. But, okay. So, yeah, I'm reading right now, like, the book of Hebrews is what we're studying at church. And so okay. that's kind of, that's where most of my that's reading time is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, what, are you what was the last thing? What are you loving? Loving. You know what? I am loving. This might sound corny, but I'm getting out and moving my body every day, and I am surprising myself <laughs> with <laughs> what I'm able to do. And I am just loving, as corny as it sounds, how good it feels to realize I can actually do things I did not think I could do. And what I mean specifically is. I started walking 30 minutes a day. I built up to 45 minutes. I built up to an hour or longer a day. In the heat of the summer, I was walking, I was walking an hour, 15 minutes, hour to hour and a half some days. Um, And now I have started running 
And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can (laughs) run. Like I had no idea this body could do that. And it feels amazing. Oh, that's great. And and trust me, I'm not running for an hour or 30 (laughs) minutes. What I'm, what I'm, here's what I'm doing. I'm like getting out and I'm, I'm, I'm walking for 30 minutes, Uh but I am kind of adding a few, like, I'm going to, here, I'm going to run run for a minute. I'm going to run for two minutes. I'm going to run for three minutes. And it feels so good. And I'm like, yes, I didn't die. I can do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because like, I'll run to the end of the street. Okay. That's right. That's That's what I'll do. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was great. Can you give me your best, maybe best, uh, best Bible study tip? I know that's hard to nail it down to just one, but what is your best tip for women that maybe it might be younger women or older women, but your best tip? Well, if I could only give you one tip, it would be to not to have a quiet time in the morning, just just a time where you pray to God. It's a time where I give him the thoughts that I wake up with, my concerns, my praise, my confession. And I made the mistake of using that time as my study time. Uh, a while back, I would get up excited about God's word and I just want to dig into it. And I would study, study, study. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't feeling joy. I wasn't feeling changed. Uh-huh. And God showed me, you are using your time with me. Like you're doing a research paper on me. Uh, yeah. I'm not something that's first and foremost to be studied. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just take notes about me. I realized I wasn't worshiping him. My biggest, I think most important Bible study tip would be to spend time worshiping, praising, confessing, engaging in prayer before you open your Bible study. That's, that is my biggest Mm, tip. What a great tip. What a great tip and very practical. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been excellent. I think these, everything Mm -hmm. that you talked about is going to resonate with so many women. So I appreciate you. I hope so. I hope so, Yeah, absolutely. Such a great conversation with my friend Amy. I love how real, how down to earth she is, how practical she is, and that she points us right back to Jesus and His Word. It is my joy and privilege to bring you these amazing stories each week. If this podcast has been helpful for you, I hope you'll leave a review. Thanks to MCPNYC, who says, love this podcast. Ren's interviews keep me company on car rides and inspire me with truth. Thank you so much for your review. That is totally me. I listen to podcasts in my car as well. You can find all of the links that we mentioned in this episode, including our sponsor and also Amy's books that she's reading at renrobbins.com slash podcast slash 104. I want to leave you with some words that Amy said in our episode today. She says, I love how He can open your eyes to areas where you're not walking in step with the Spirit, not to shame you, but to draw you back to Him. Yes, God is so gracious to show us that. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, you can find me at renrobbins.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. Remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.